Very excited to start the Manitoba Junior Hockey League season. And with that in mind, we need to get to know our new Steinback Pistons. And we get to uh, chat with head coach and GM Paul Dick. Paul, thanks for uh, doing this here, getting ready for the season opener. Yeah, my pleasure, Dave. Always uh, always an exciting conversation. And, and uh, it's, yeah, it signifies the start of the season. So we're all ready for that. Yeah, no kidding. It's been a long wait. And, uh, you know, you've been behind the bench for a while now, Paul, but do you still get those first game, you know, jitters? Do you get excited? Is is How do you feel as we get ready to start for real again? Oh, yeah. You know what? Every year there's renewed excitement. and um, This year the pause was longer than, than normal, so I think we're probably more anxious as a staff than ever. And really enjoyed the process here of preparing for the regular season. I think camp's been very enjoyable for our staff and it's just really been fun to get out there and start working with the guys again. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of new names and new faces fans can get really excited about. But before we get into breaking down the roster, I want to ask you, you know, as a, a head coach and as, as specifically as a GM, you work very hard to make sure you carry over at least some form of nucleus year after year. This year's been totally different. How, what was it like almost building a team from the ground up again? And, and what was the process like recruiting players that – you know, didn't play very much in the last year and a half. Well, yeah, much different year. So, um, well, we weren't exactly sure uh, what our roster was going to look like or who our returning players were going to be. And as as summer went on, um, you know, we had a few more players that decided they were going to pursue some opportunities in the U.S. So we, you know, we we lost a few guys that we assumed were going to be here, and that was later on. Um, so that really changed the the recruiting process this year. Uh, usually, you know, a typical year when our season ends, um, you know, I'm going to spend some time going to attend some showcase, maybe uh, some, you know, U18 events, some championships where I can see the players and meet them face-to-face and maybe even have an opportunity to meet their families. So um, those those scenarios w- weren't on the table this year. As we all know, everything was closed. I think I, I was able to attend one event in Montreal and um, but usually there are five or six. So, you know, now we were forced to watch players on video that, um, you know, had played very little last year in most cases. So we were, you know, pulling from video from early last fall or in some cases even back to the, you know, the 1920 season. So it's it not always accurate. You might be looking at a player that, could be 30, 40 pounds heavier, maybe two, three inches shorter than what he is today. So uh, in some cases, we, we we watched a video of a player, and, and then uh, you know when he, when we saw the whites of his eyes walking into our dressing room, we're like, oh, okay, he's, you know, he's a little bigger than I thought he was. So, you know, just, just a, a little different process, and, and then you have to really rely on your network and the people you trust out there and uh, instead of being able to have those conversations face-to-face. Yeah, and it's going to be a different year. Uh, but once you get started, you know, they're in the jerseys again. It's going to start feeling, you know, like Steinbach Pistons hockey again. Culture, I know, is very important with you and your team that you've built, Paul. And that goes from the board all the way down. Uh, how do you feel the, the, the newcomers, the new faces, are adapting to that culture? And do you feel like uh, that they are going to fit into the, you know, to what you really want out of these young men? Yeah, I think that's been one of the things that we're really pleased with, you know, a lot of the players have been here since, uh, you know, mid, uh, maybe that 
third or fourth week in August. So they've been here for some time. So we've been able to get to know them and, and uh, they've been able to immerse themselves in the community, get to know their billets, and, and then also understand the expectations that we have of them and, and what our culture is all about. So I, I like the group. Um, you know, it's a very, very attentive group. And they're, um, you know, I think it's a, it's a high character. It's a group of, of, of good young men. And those are... Um, some of the things that that we try to identify during the recruiting process. So, you know, we're not, hopefully, we're, you know, hopefully we're getting good information and that we're getting good people here. You know, we have some conversations over the phone with the players. And um, um, so it's a group right now that really is enjoying spending time with one another and uh, is bonding fairly quickly. You know, fans have had an opportunity to kind of get glimpses of what this team is going to look like as we get ready to take off here in the regular season. Uh, the rookie game was very well attended. The preseason games were well attended as well. And uh, I, I think fans are starting to recognize some names already. Uh, let's get into the roster, Paul, because uh, I know fans are really looking forward to, you know, cheering on their favorite players, whether they're billet kids or whether they're just, uh, you know, diehard Pistons fans. A lot of new names, but we'll start with uh, a defenseman you're very excited about, and fans should be as well, uh, Logan Boutros. Uh, tell us a little bit about Logan. Well, Logan's very, very athletic and, and uh, you know, came in with a great fitness level, and I think that's one of the things that, that jumps off is his skating ability. You know, he's got a good skill set and, and uh, you know, plays, plays with some energy. So, you know, he's going to be adjusting to, like, so many of the players we're going to mention here, there's going to be an adjustment period with them. But there's some upside to his game, no question. Uh, some offensive upside. And, and uh, so, you know, we were looking at uh, PC. He was one of the first D, I think, that we added this summer. So really looking forward to seeing him in the lineup this weekend. Another young player that uh, I think has grown both physically, maturity-wise, and, uh, you know, hopefully grown as a player as well, uh, Nolan Bettens. He came in. And and this kid is a house. Like you got to be very excited about the steps he's going to take. Tell us about Nolan. Yeah, Nolan has really transformed his his body here in the last year. Like you know, from two years ago until today, it's it's a completely different person. And you know, um, he was always somewhat undersized during the time of you know his draft year and things. Of, so now that he's 18 years old, I saw him this summer. He came in, he's, you know, 205 pounds, and he's a big, strong guy. He's put in a ton of time in the weight room. Um, and, and then it's really transferred onto the ice, whereas, you know, his footwork is, is so improved. He's uh, so much more confident with the puck. And uh, so he's done a lot of great work in the offseason. It's really, you know, I think it's a great example, despite the fact that we weren't playing um, most of the players didn't play, but he put in a ton of time and developed despite the fact there weren't a lot of games. So, you know, kudos to him. David Cote, uh, he, he's one of those guys where you watch him play and you can tell that there's a lot there. He may be a little bit raw consider he's only 17, but uh, there's a lot to like, and I think his attitude is, is one of those things as well. And he, he does mesh well with your sales and marketing director, Jamie Roy, as they both like to speak the French. That's right. Yeah, I think uh, David's going to be one of the favorites in the room. He's a very likable guy, and you know he's a tall, lanky defenseman. He was one of the players that I, I saw in Quebec, and I just felt like there was something there. And I love his attitude and his approach to coming to put in the work every day. You know, he sees the ice well, moves pucks quickly. And there's a lot of attributes there that uh, we like to see in a defenseman. 
and the attitude is really important as well, especially for younger defensemen, because you, you never really know how often they may get into the lineup, right? And and he's a great example of, of a guy that I think is coming in with the right headspace. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I talked to him about that, and, you know, he's just taking the approach that he's going to put the time in every day and and, and improve and, and uh, make it very difficult for us. Another one of those players that has put the time is uh, a former first-round pick of yours, Paul, Ethan Johnson. Tell us a little bit about Ethan and how excited you are to see, you know, one of your, your first-round picks, uh, you know, it, make it into uh, the big team this year. Yeah, Ethan. Ethan's another guy that, uh, you know, I saw him in the fall, and um, it's, he's grown so much, you know, and it's like um, the, the transformation from, you know, from becoming a teenager towards becoming a man. And I think uh, with Ethan definitely seen that on the ice with his confidence and um you know adding some physicality and so there's some a lot of upside to ethan's game as well we we've identified that a number of years ago and he's on a really good trajectory and uh so we're excited to have him in the lineup as well i will say to fans that are listening if you get a chance to buy langley krugel's jersey this year do it because next year it is going to be far more expensive. This kid, Paul, is dynamite, and I think there's a lot of things fans and yourself are really going to like out of this kid. Yeah, no question. I think the one thing he's got—he's got great feet and agility, and and um, you know he can—he can be an offensive threat. He the game in Selkirk, he was very good on the power play, and um, you know I think for him as he grows in confidence and gets more ice time, and I, I think we're just going to see his his game continue to grow. So. No question. I think there's uh, there's upside to him. You know, we're looking forward to him this year, but I think you know next year he could be a dominant defenseman in our league. I think we will say the same about our next player, uh, Ed Ruck, one of the few returning players, but a right-handed defenseman who showed really well last year and has come in and picked up right where he left off. Just tell us a little bit about uh, what you like about Ruck. Well, we like we liked Eddie from the moment he arrived here, and another guy with a great attitude. And, just wants to get better and you know has very good practice habits and uh, he's just kind of an all-around defenseman he's got some bite to his game and some nastiness there skates well moves pucks um I, we, we like him on the offensive blue line you know he's got a little deception and makes really good decisions and get pucks through and and uh you know he's another guy that didn't play a lot for us last year yeah, but we've seen a, a a real development in this game since he's returned Veteran presence on the back end, uh, Zach Patrick. Uh, again, a veteran. He's he's got almost a hundred games in the WHL. He's played a number of seasons in the MJ, including uh, he's had some playoff stints as well. What do you like about Zach Patrick, and what do you, what can fans expect? Well, Patty's a Patty's a little pro, you know, and I think uh, I like his approach and very well liked in a room. Brings good leadership to our team and. You know, he's one of the few guys on the back end that has a fair amount of experience. So, you know, Patty's another guy came in incredible condition and, and um, you know, his fitness levels is, at a, you know, where you would like to see them, in particular from your returning players. I think he's really set the bar at, at our fitness testing this year. And, um, yeah, Patty brings a little of everything. You know, you saw in the exhibition game in soccer, he, you know, he, he dropped the mitts. He's willing to protect his teammates and, um bring some energy and and then I think when he you know when he carries the puck you'll see how how well he skates and so just an, another guy he's an all-around defenseman and definitely going to bring some leadership on our back end
We'll wrap up with the defenseman, uh, a guy that was kind of a late arrival, I think, uh, Joshua Nelson, uh, coming out of uh, Minnesota. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, Josh and kind of what you've got, uh, or at least maybe your impressions, uh, the the limited time you've been able to see him. Well, somewhat familiar with Josh. I had watched him play high school hockey a number of years ago. Last year he went to play uh, university hockey at the University of Crookston and um, um, received a call from him about three, four weeks ago. and He expressed an interest in, in coming back to play junior hockey and you know, I kind of told him about our situation, and he said he was he was willing to come in and and give it a shot. So, you know, Josh has been very very impressive. He's not he's the, he's just a quiet defenseman. Maybe goes unnoticed, but um, you know, he's probably playing at his best, um, or when he's unnoticed, that's probably when he's playing his best hockey. So, you, you know, moves well, um, really good outlet passes, and uh, was I thought he was very solid last weekend and, and then uh, um, on both games. I really, really liked his game on Friday. He's one of those guys that if you're not talking about him, uh, that's a that's probably when he's playing his best hockey. Paul, I think uh, you better than anybody can speak to this now that we've wrapped up the defenseman. Uh, I've always heard that the defense moving up a league is, is the hardest transition to make. Do you agree that you know for the younger players moving into junior, it takes a little bit of time, and you as a coach maybe as well need to be a little bit more patient with some of these younger players? Oh, no question about it. You know, it's um, you know for the guys, I think one just the speed of the game, the speed of the rush, um, you know, the physicality of the forwards. They're just on puck retrievals. They're, they're going to be hit more than they have in the past. Uh, they're going to have less time to make decisions. Um, so really the adjustment for him is, or for them is just, we talk a lot about awareness and uh, aware of where your pressure is coming from and, and where your support is and, so those are things that we work on in practice, and, and that's some of the biggest um, parts or areas of adjustment for a young defenseman in our in our league. You know, just the quickness of it, the pace of it, and then the size of the player. So, despite the fact that they've done the work, you know, they they're in the gym until you get out there and you kind of you know, you're in the live you're in live fire. Um, you just need to gain some experience, you know, and so. Uh, that's the benefit of being able to play some exhibition games. But I think on the back end, it's we've kind of taken the approach that we we never really want to rush our young defensemen. Just want to have them grow in confidence. One more uh, thing, and then we'll wrap up the defensemen and move on to the goaltenders. Uh, just looking at uh, the height, I, you only have one defenseman who's under six feet, and all of them can move the puck, and all of them can be a little bit more physical. Just speak to the evolution of the defender. I mean, it, it's gone past the you know six six big guy that just stands there and takes up space. Defensemen now have to not only be physical but move around. Just take us through the evolution and how important a puck moving defenseman is specifically to your offensive plans. Well, the game has changed so much. I mean, uh, when I played the game and, and NHL players, our teams were drafting big, you know, six four six five defensemen that mobility wasn't their strong suit you know and um now that the game has just gotten faster and faster you've seen undersized defensemen average sized defensemen thriving in the national hockey league um where you know 20 25 years ago they weren't even getting an opportunity so and that's trickled down to our level as well no doubt about it um you, you know you have to play fast now 
And for us, that starts on the back end. That starts with going back to get that first puck. And, and then, um, you know, we want guys back there that have the ability to join the rush and it'd be maybe the third or the fourth man on the attack. Um, sometimes we see a fifth guy, but uh, that's not always desirable. But, um, you know, the players are just growing up. The, def- the defensemen all want to be a part of the offense, you know. So um, it is no question a part of the game. We've had to adapt. But, um, I mean, I like it. I think it's. Uh, I think the game is very, very exciting right now. And part of that is how mobile the defensemen have become. Another evolution in hockey has been the size of goaltenders, but also their athletic ability. And you think about size and that ability, you think Simon Harkness. Again, fans maybe didn't get to see a lot of him, but this kid is a stud. He put up pretty good numbers in his four games last year, but uh, he's really going to be the guy that uh, to carry the mail for you this year, Paul. Uh, just what do you like about Harkness and maybe give fans a bit of an update in case they don't know much about him? Yeah, Simon was, of course, last year, you know, we only played eight games. He played four of them and played extremely well in all four games. And, and uh, yeah, he's all 6'3". I think he's 193 pounds or so. So he's a, you know, pretty big goaltender and, and uh, he came in this year and had obviously put in a lot of time. He he got a lot stronger in the off season and did really well in our testing and, um you know, we've been watching him in practice and how athletic these goaltenders are for, you know, 6'3", 195 pounds. I mean, it's, that's another aspect. We used to have big goaltenders that, you know, they just let pucks hit them. And, you know, Hark's one of the guys that has the ability to go post to post and, and, and make the impossible save. So, but um, but we also, you know, like he's, he's just kind of, he's quiet. Quiet and net, and, and kind of steady Eddie, and it, it, that's his personality as well. Just comes in every day, doesn't say a lot, and puts in the time. And um, you know, I think he's going to be a leader on our team, and just just uh, uh, you know, through the fact that he comes in every day and sets a, a great example in practice with his work ethic, and, and you know, and he's solid in the pipes for us every night. I'm sure it's it's something that you give very little to no thought to, and I'm sure uh, Simon, when if he was asked, he would he would probably say that he's not aware of anything. But fans are well aware that you have a pretty good history with goaltenders dating back to your acquisition of Corey Coop a number of years ago. Uh, do you do you watch Simon and compare him to past goaltenders, or is that even just a thought that you know he's his own goalie and he'll do his own thing, and you don't worry about what other goalies have done behind him? Yeah, they're all individual, no no doubt about it. I think Hart's um you know, he's got a little bit of of, of Roman Bender in him where you know, Benny was a was a tall, lanky goaltender who probably in the beginning was more structured in his game and, and then he really became more athletic, um and, and kind of his game started to free up where he was making those athletic saves. So I think that's where Hark is right now with his game where it's a combination of yeah, he's you know, he's a big goaltender that eats up a lot of the net, but has really has the ability to move post to post and um, you know make the very difficult save. So, yeah, it's, it's you know I think when goalies come here, I mean we we certainly are hesitant to make comparisons of, of goalies we've had here in the past, and um, they need to forge their own path, and we want to support them how we can, but um, um, they all kind of have their own their own style and quirks. 
<laughs> you can say that again. Uh, we got a small taste of it last year, Paul, but it's official. You'll be going into the season with no goaltenders named Matt, as uh, you've brought in William Hambly, another late addition uh, to camp. He came in, and uh, although his pads are the wrong colors, uh, he's made a pretty solid impression on you as well. Tell us a little bit about William. Uh, yeah, I guess we're going with goaltenders. Last names that start with H now, so we're going to and You're nothing if you're not consistent, though, Paul. That's that's key. <laughs> that's right. We like developing patterns. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he was a goalie that we had, had heard of uh, earlier this summer. We weren't sure on the status of Thomas Couture, who, you know, made the Moncton Wildcats in the, in the queue. And um, and then when that happened, we kind of circled back with Will, and we're very familiar with his advisor and, um, so, you know, we're able to see some videos. Another guy, his conditioning level is, is second to none. Um, another he's got good size and then also very, very athletic. So, you know, I know it's going to be good for, for him to start working here with our goalie coach, uh, Guy St. Vincent, and, and uh, you know, just kind of settling in. And, you know, sometimes when players come in, and I think goalies are no different, you know, they come in, they want to make an impression, and, um and uh, so, you know, with that at times, and we see that with young players sometimes, was where they want to do too much. So I think we just want to make sure that Will's coming in and just being himself and, and um, you know, settling in between the pipes and getting in some good practices. And, and then, uh, you know, we want him to grow in confidence as the season goes as well. Paul, it's going to be interesting, the deployment of your goaltenders. Like you said, you want to get both guys into a rhythm, but with only two games and most of them back-to-backs, how are you as the coach going to get both guys going? And to follow that up quickly, do you think it's hard for a goalie to build a rhythm only maybe playing one game or two games a week? Well, the schedule up until Christmas is a little more challenging for that, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, you know, the good thing is we do have – I know the goaltenders obviously want to play as much as possible and as as do all of the players, but you know we feel a lot of the development takes place in practice as well so um yeah, in terms of getting them into a rhythm um you know we haven't really scheduled the goaltenders. I think we're gonna take it here a weekend at a time and and uh see how it plays out to some extent and and um but yeah, it's really hard to you know look too far in advance and, and build a schedule for the goaltenders. But, uh, you know, it's it's worked out in the past. And, you know, there's, as long as we're communicating with them and and, um, and we've had some challenging years in the past where we've had two really good goaltenders. And, you know, you don't have to look that far back and see Radomski and, and Matt Thiessen. And um, at some point, one of them kind of jumps ahead of the other at at a certain stage and, and maybe becomes our, our starter in the playoffs. So we're a little ways away from that. We're just looking forward to tomorrow. And I think, uh, you know, opening night, Simon Harkness is going to be between the pipes. and, and um, But I'm, I'm sure they're both going to see work as the season goes on. Don't often hear coaches complaining about having too many good goaltenders, too many good defensemen, or too many forwards that score goals. So they're good problems to have, right? Well, yeah, they are good problems to have. But, uh, you know, they are still conversations that that are had here right so on paper it's always easy um when you have depth coaches all want depth and general managers all want depth and and the players do too you know because when injuries happen we want we want to be able to field a good lineup every night so um but the reality with that is unfortunately there's good players that 
aren't in the lineup on every given night. So, you know, that's one of the, one of the, um, is it, is it almost like an underappreciated part of what coaches and GMs have to go to go through balancing, you know, ice time for everybody versus the players' expectations of what they think they should be getting? Is that a, maybe an underappreciated conversation that uh, that needs to be talked about more that coaches and GMs go through? Well, yeah, I think coaches talk about it a lot. I don't know, you know, I think the everyday fan really doesn't maybe understand how difficult that is because we're dealing with 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 human beings here, right? We're dealing with, with young men that, uh, you know, or they, they have a certain sense of pride of being in the lineup. And, and, uh, there are times where, you know, you're making decisions that, uh, you're, you're really nitpicking on maybe who's in or who's out, you know, uh, there's nights where the team has played very well and maybe no one's deserving of coming out of the lineup the next night. But the reality is we've got four players that are, that are sitting there chomping at the bit to get in, and they haven't really done anything to maybe not be in the lineup that night. So um, sometimes it's just truly a bit of a rotation. I went through that as a player as well. and The first time it happened, um, it, was a, it was a little bit of a blow to my ego maybe. And, <laughs> but but it was, uh, and my coach really did a great job of, uh, of explaining his side of it and how it was a part of the development of me as a player that I should – you know, sit back and, and watch the game and be a student that night and in particular watch the veteran defenseman. So um, that's kind of how my first season went. And, and, um, and, and I don't, you know, now looking back, I just look at it as uh, I didn't play every game, but it was a great year for my, for my development. And um, I certainly played enough games as a young player. I mean, it's when you adjust to junior hockey, we're on the ice every day. Um, you're going to get plenty of puck touches in practice, and you're going to be on the ice enough to to develop. Yeah, I think that's a great lesson too for players that were maybe on the bubble or ended up back in AAA. It's it's you know attitude matters just as much as skill, especially when you're a young player fighting for a spot. Uh, Paul, uh, let's get into the forwards here. Uh, another returning forward who you know I think fans are really going to like and who who they got a taste of last year. Travis Hensrud, different number this year. He switched from 17 to nine. But he has not switched off the tenacity and aggressiveness, and uh, just how puck hungry he is. Tell us a, a little bit about Travis Hensrud. Yeah, I really like Henny's game. You know, he's very responsible and, and uh, has a good motor. You know, I think he's he's added another gear this year. I think he's a little faster than he was last year, and uh, but he's just continually hunting pucks. He's very good on the penalty kill. You know, plays a real smart game, and you know he's. he's one of the uh, maybe understated guys, right? The the ones that you, you need those guys every night because you know what you're going to get out of them. A guy that's going to fight uh, to get into the lineup, but can really benefit from the practice time is Ethan Clements. Uh, you know, six foot forward, another guy that's uh, got pretty decent numbers uh, for the Winnipeg Wild back in in 1920. This guy is is one of those guys that can do it all. Eh, Paul, I, I really like Ethan. I think you know, as a staff here, we we're fans of Ethan and. Uh, I really like Ethan, and you know, in in future years, no question. I mean, I think there's there's a, a bit of a, a development curve ahead of him, but there's a lot of upside there. He reminds me a little bit of our former captain here, Tyson McConnell, who you know played in in, in all situations at 19 and 20. And I think Ethan's got a little more heaviness to him, which uh, you know moves well for a big, strong guy. And um, no question, he's going to be a guy that I think by the end of the year. 
is really going to benefit from being around an older group and and uh, learning to do things faster. You don't uh, you don't throw out comparisons often, and I know how much respect you have for Tyson McConnell as a player in person. So uh, to to think of Ethan in that class, I know that's uh, that that means a lot, and that's a very special individual. Uh, you've got uh, very few twenty year olds, but one of them up front is Maddie Harold. Uh, a couple of stints with the Pistons, a guy that's kind of been around. Uh, you know, what do you like about Maddie, and what can fans expect? Well, you, you can expect uh, a tenacity every night too. He's a buzzsaw on the ice, and um, you know he's a smaller player. He's always got his feet moving, and um, you know he's actually got a really good shot. I think you know I think we'd like to see him maybe use that more when he has the opportunity to use it. And, um, I, I think when he does, and he's going to bury some pucks because it's a it's a good release and it's a hard shot. Uh, he's a guy that we're going to use a lot. You know, killing penalties. He's good in the faceoff circle, and. Um, and then, you know, those are those are really two of his greatest assets and, and one that we trust him in. Another newcomer, uh, I mean, we could say newcomer for almost everybody, but uh, Davin Griffin. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you like about this forward and, and what he's going to bring to the table this year. Yeah, Davin's a guy that's spent the last two years in the Western Hockey League and, and um, you know, probably wasn't utilized in, in a way that um, was maybe best suited to his skill set. So was a... As a young player in uh, Saskatchewan, was you know pretty pretty offensive and one of the top young players coming out before he uh, entered into junior hockey. So I think with, with Davin, as he grows in confidence and kind of gets his um, you know gets his feel back on the offensive side of the game, I think we're really going to see um, you know his game evolve here as he as he grows in confidence. So. He reminds me a little bit, here's another comparison, but he reminds me a little bit of Brendan Martin where he has the ability to slow the game down and find guys. He passes the puck very well, um, very cerebral. And, um, yeah, I think once he finds chemistry with his line mates, that I think there's going to be some nights it's going to be fun to watch what they're able to do together. You know, another guy that I would compare him to, and I don't mean situation-wise, but confidence-wise, Tanner Mole, a guy that you know came to you a little bit... Um, maybe a little bit raw and a little bit uh, in need of that boost, and, and maybe uh, Davin can find a role like Tanner did and, and really become part of something special. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we've seen a lot of guys that have come from the Western League, and they're, they're, they're not broken, but they're a little bruised. And, um, you know, we've been able to – It's it's been a good spot for them. And, um, uh, you know, Tanner was a great example of that. I think when he came here, he didn't maybe – know exactly who he was as a player and and then he established his identity and became such an effective player for us and you know of course became one of the favorites in the room and one of the favorites in our community so um yeah i think you know davin definitely has the potential to be a, a real impact player moving forward for us another impact player that uh, i think fans can expect to see on the score sheet uh, dawson milliken this guy uh, i thought played really well in camp big bodied forward and he makes things happen. Just tell us a little bit more about Dawson. Yeah, Dawson's you know a player that's just he's continually engaged. He's got he's got good wheels. He skates skates very well. I like his release. You know he doesn't waste a lot of time when the puck's on his stick. It's it's gone. He'll one touch a lot of pucks and saw him score a couple like that in the preseason. So yeah, Millie's a guy. Uh, you know he has a little bit of experience. He played 19 games I believe last year in the, in the BC League. And, um, but um, I think there's there's some real opportunity for him to take his game to another level. 
we know you, you, Paul, you talk about guys buying into the program, buying into, you know, wanting to be good MJHL players and then moving beyond as well. Uh, Nate Goodbranson, I think, took that message and really ran with it, both literally and figuratively. This kid has come in in great shape and he looks good. You got to be excited about what he's going to do this year. Yeah, no question. Um, Goody's another guy that, you know, he sees the game a little differently than most players. He's, he's got tremendous patience with the puck. He's got, uh, you know, a good set of hands on him and just can make plays and can find space. So, you know, we really challenged Goody last year. You know, I think his his tendency was to slow the game down a lot and, and, and stop moving his feet. And, and this year he's really addressed it. I think he's come in with a completely different mindset. He's much more confident than he was last year. Of course, last year was tough for him. I think he only played two of the eight games that we played. And I think it was a bit of a, an eye-opener for him. And uh, he's really come prepared this year. And um, I think he's made big strides with his play away from the puck. And, and then in the offensive zone, he's, he's deadly. I think he's, you know, he's got a very... Uh, deceiving shot and, and um, deception is actually a big part of big part of his game in the offensive zone. You talked about some defensemen just quietly going about their business. I thought Mark Antoine Ducharme quietly went about his business and, and found his way on the score sheet multiple times, whether it was the rookie game or in exhibition. Uh, this guy's got a little bit of. Uh, another former Steinbach Pistons player used to play with um, Schoonbert and Warad. Oh, Heidemann. Heidemann, yeah. He's got a little bit of Heidemann in him where he goes and he works and yeah. he just quietly goes about his business. you got to really like uh, what Ducharme has done so far in camp and heading into the season. Yeah, no, yeah, that would be a, a pretty good comparison. You know, he's really good below the dots, I think, and I think that's where he, you know, where his game really excels and um, in and around the net, and he's got a, a bit of an offensive flair to him. And he looks a little bit like Brad Marchand on uh, – Brad Marchand from uh, from Boston, uh, just you know physically and and um, the way he releases the puck and so yeah and there's going to be an adjustment for 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 uh, Mark as well, but um, you know he's come in he's working and uh, learning to play away from the puck and but um, you know there's a good player in there. Speaking of good player, uh, a guy that really stood out was Jack Rogers. This kid came uh, you know from from New York and. He's he's stepped in and he's he's probably penciled in I would say into probably one of your top two center positions. Uh, this kid that was a standout at camp. Just tell us a little bit more about Jack and what you expect out of him. Well, Jack's got some bite to his game and and a mixture of skill and uh, those those players are are kind of hard to find and I love his approach and you know he he just competes and you know we we put him up the middle actually he hasn't played a lot of. He hasn't played a lot of center, so he's he's learning the position. But I, I think he's just a natural fit there. He skates so well, um, but I just love how hard he plays the game. It's going to be there's going to be mistakes that are made, no question. And we talk about this a lot here with our group is with with hard work and playing at a certain pace. Um, it's going to cover a multitude of errors. And and with with Jack, it's just it's go. He's got a lot of go in his game, and uh, you know he's taking pucks harder than that. Loves playing in the hard areas of the ice, and and then uh, you know one of his greatest strengths is just how well he skates, which is going to be a good asset. Uh, another player that the puck just kind of followed a, a, around during the preseason, and he he always seemed to have a chance or two every period. Cooper Rice, uh, you know, again another guy that you found from the states. Uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about his game and and kind of what you can see for him this year. 
Yeah, that's that's a really good description. You know, the puck does does seem to find him, and uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. Players that that um, get tabbed kind of with that characteristic are often ones that think it well and you know anticipate well, and they know where the play is is going, and he finds open ice and finds those soft areas, and uh, you know, and he can he can shoot the puck. So, you know, he's a he's a player that I think is going to score some clutch goals for us this year. Um, I think going to be a very dependable player for us too as as time goes on. Speaking of dependable, another young player, Owen Weiss. Uh, he was kind of he got a cup of coffee with Steinbeck last year, as as many young players did. I mean, the season cut short, but uh, you know, he made an impact. He's a he's maybe not the biggest guy, but boy, he's physical and he he's got a nose for the net. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about Owen. Yeah, I really liked his his last weekend uh, plays. Plays also with some bite and a lot of pace. There's a lot of energy in Weiser. And, and then uh, I think as he gets more comfortable, and we could already see it last weekend, he's really started to make some, some nice plays in the offensive zone. And as a younger player, he he, he put up some good numbers in, in Bantam and Midget. And um, I think as, as his game grows, we'll, we'll see a little bit more of that. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about Owen taking the next step this year. And he's an 18-year-old, so... He's considered to be a, a returning player, I guess, but I think he only played four or five games last year, so there's not, not a lot of experience there. But he, he brings a maturity, though. He's a very, very mature 18-year-old. He's very prepared, uh, you know, did tremendous work in the offseason in, in putting himself in a position to, you know, have an impact this year. With all due respect to the rest of the roster, Paul, this next player I think excites me the most watching him play and watching practice uh, Quinton Pepper played eight games last year, put up five points in that span, but he's already opened a lot of eyes, you know, from fans and teammates with what this kid has done. You know, what do you like about him coming in and where do you see him going this season? Well, Peps has come in and I think he's really made a statement here in camp and during the preseason on, on, on he's here to, to make an impact and, uh, wants to be a next level player. There's no question that he has the ability to do that and play play division one hockey and uh i just love this blend of, of power and, and skill and if you saw his goal on saturday night you know he, he shows a little bit of everything he's he can move he's got good size uh he's got a lot of jam in his game and uh, i just like the fact he plays the game the right way every night uh, he practices the right way he comes with a game face on there's an intensity to him, and uh, he's going to be a leader for us. And just a lot of great qualities, and he's just a you know he's a great human being. Ty Paisley, a, a name that's kind of uh, been around the Steinback Piston organization for a while, but I don't think fans knew just how good this kid is and is going to be. This kid is something special. Just take us through the local product and what you've thought of him so far, and where you see him going. Yeah, very very excited about Ty's future. So. You know, there's are there um, there's going to be you know some adjustments as well for Ty, but um, I think we get glimpses of it when Ty has the puck on his tape that uh, he's he thinks it extremely well. He's got a very good skill set. You know, he's got good hands and he knows what he wants to do with the puck. Um, and uh, you know, we've seen him grow. So I've, I've watched Ty evolve physically here over the last uh, number of years. And, and he's growing into a big man. I think he's approaching six three, and uh, so the blend of size and skill and 
I think as he continues to get stronger and, and works on his skating and takes that to another level, there's a there's a really, really good player there that has uh, a lot of upside as well. So, yeah, excited to watch that development take place here. And, you know, he's just, just cutting his teeth now in, in junior hockey. But, um, you know, when guys that have the ability and they want to be players and are willing to put in the time and, and put in the work, uh, it's, it's exciting for your coaching staff. Last two we got here. Uh, I, I think fans really caught notice of him during the uh, exhibition season when he put up, uh, I think, a four-point game. But uh, Davis Fry, again, one of those guys like Cooper Rice where the puck just kind of follows him because he always seems to be in the right place. got a high hockey IQ, and then he's got the skill set to bury the biscuit. Just talk a little bit about Davis. Yeah, Davis is very much. We've used that, that term with him where, for a while where the puck just the puck just finds him. And for him, it's, he's, just a, he's just an intelligent hockey player. Um, you know, moves well, too, for a big guy when you come see him skating through the neutral zone. You know, he's... Over six two and 190 pounds, and it's it's a he's a he's a big kid, and but um, it's a good blend though of of uh, there's a little bit of bite there too. You know he competes, uh, he'll win a lot of free puck battles or 50 50 puck battles, and uh, in and around the net he's he's going to finish. He's going to finish a lot of opportunities that he gets, and we've seen him develop some good chemistry here with with Pepper and and good Branson on the left side. So another player that we've We've put in the middle. He's played wing for a good chunk of his career to this point. But, um, you know, he's gonna be, the nice thing, I, I, I like the adaptability there. If we need to put him on the wing, we can. And uh, But for now, we want to develop him, I think, up the middle of the ice as he sees it well and distributes, uh, you know, in both directions. Yeah, again, another good problem to have is, is uh, you know, those versatile forwards, which, again, is a is a great discussion we'll get into, I'm sure, throughout the regular season. It's just the versatility that forwards now have. It's not just you play center, you play right wing, you play left wing. Guys are playing all over the ice and need to be uh, uh, aware of everything because, you know, everybody's moving around so fast. But that's a discussion for another day. Uh, we'll close out uh, your roster here with Huntel Dagelman. And i got to say, um, I only saw him a few times from a distance. This kid just hates to lose. Like I just get the sense where even if it's practice, even if it's like a shoe tying competition, this kid just doesn't want to lose anything, and that's a great thing to have in your locker room. You know what? It's a great, great way to describe Hunter. Um, he's one of those guys that that you win with, and um, there's just a relentlessness to him. There's a competitiveness to him that is contagious. Uh, I think there's a leader in there. Um, as time as time goes on, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to be a driving force behind our, our team, and um, I think he's actually going to be very good and instrumental on our penalty kill. There's there's definitely a, a grittiness there, and if you go back when I when I watch him, to me, I'm going to date myself here, but uh, I watched Craig McTavish with the Edmonton Oilers for many years, um, wreaking havoc against the Jets, and and and. I see a lot of McTavish in, in Hunter, so uh, just a, just a fierce competitor and plays with a lot of courage. Yep, that is for sure. Uh, okay, that closes out the roster. Uh, I know I've taken a lot of your time, but I'm going to take a few more minutes here because uh, with a lot of new faces, the important thing is that you get comfortable with the players and uh, you're comfortable with your staff as well, and, and thankfully uh, they've all returned. Uh, just, uh, you know, what does that mean to have that same bench and the same folks behind the scenes and you know what's a crazy, uh, what could be a crazy year, just to have that kind of comfort again, Paul, with your staff. Well, it's it, yeah, it, 
to have the continuity, I think that's so important. And, you know, if there's a day where one of us aren't here, we're all speaking the same language. And, you know, Calvin and I have been on the bench now. This is year four. So, you know, we can almost look at each other with uh, maybe finish each other's sentences or, you know, an expression on one of our faces on the bench and, and, and we know what we're thinking. So, um, but, uh, you know, the continuity and then with Graham in the office and, and uh, it's it's just really thankful for the staff that we have. And, you know, as a staff, we're, we're excited about that. It's been a lot of fun so far here with this group. There's more teaching this year than probably we've had in a number of years. We don't really have that voice in the room that we've had in the past where we've always had five or six players that have been here for maybe two or three years even. So in the absence of that, there's a lot of things that we just can't take for for granted this year that the players know so if it's if it's uh you know drills that we think we've we've done dozens of times well most of the players here haven't seen them before so it's it's really forced us to be on our game here on a daily basis as well well we'll wrap up with these last two we'll get into things like line line combinations special teams we'll get into that during the broadcast coming up uh friday and saturday uh but um with that in mind the schedule, the way it is, like you said before Christmas, a lot of time in between games. You as a coach, you as a teacher, and as a mentor in the game of hockey, do you just get excited looking at that as an opportunity to build these kids for when they go beyond the Steinbach Pistons program? Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it, the schedule is really conducive to you know building routine and, and structure and creating habits. And, you know, one of the... One of the things that maybe gets overlooked is the development of, of daily habits that allow players to get to the next level. So, you know, um, that's something that we have been really enforcing here and just um, executing the details every day while we're on the ice. And then, of course, prior to practice when you play on Friday and Saturday and Sunday's a day off and you're rested coming into Monday, you know, Monday should be a real work day for us. And we want our guys uh, hitting the gym and getting stronger. I think the way this season is structured, it really allows for players one to be maintain their health and then to actually get stronger. And in some cases, even put on some weight during the year, some good weight. So there's a lot of opportunity for development the way the season, you know, is, is spaced out. And um, and that's what's necessary to get to the next level. So it's both on and off the ice. And then, of course, we want to get involved in the community as much as we can this year. It's going to be a different year, but uh, that's part of their development as well and maybe putting them in some situations where, where uh, we take them out of their comfort zone and stretch them a little. If, uh, if, if fans weren't already excited about uh, you know the roster, about the team, uh, Paul, why should fans be looking forward to the Steinback Pistons you know, back at the T.G. Smith Center or even coming out on the road and seeing them in, in road rinks, which I highly encourage because there are some beautiful rinks around, South, or, uh, around Manitoba. Why should fans be excited about this hockey team? Well, I think it's a, a fun team to watch. You know what? We've got a lot of hungry hockey players here, guys that are just in their first year of junior hockey, and I think you know, sometimes for me, watching junior hockey, the players leave it all on the ice, and and it's 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 refreshing. I think sometimes when you watch the NHL and guys, it's a long season, and uh, it seems like some players sometimes are taking some nights off. You know, uh, 
I, I, I believe that our team, there's not going to be any complacency, that we're going to have guys going every night. And, you know, hopefully we get the results we're looking for every night. But more than anything, I think it's going to be an exciting team to watch, uh, a team that, you know, that cares about one another. And uh, I think they're proud to be uh, Steinbach Piston and be excited to represent our community. Really excited to get going for real, Paul. Thanks for breaking the roster down. Cannot wait to chat more with the boys, to get to know them throughout the year and uh, break down more hockey with you, man. It's just nice to be talking about MJHL hockey again. Yeah, it really is, Dave. It's awesome and uh, appreciate uh, yeah your contributions to our program and, and uh, look forward to uh, I guess I won't hear you on the air, but there are times where I do replay the game and I do hear you. So enjoy the season, Dave. Thanks very much, Paul.